This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome to Retirement Paradise with me, Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. My colleague, Tony Shore, is out this week with a pretty bad case of the flu. Uh, We wish Tony well and hope for a speedy recovery. Uh, But standing in for Tony this week is the man behind the scenes of our show each and every week, Mitch Heil. Mitch, I'm glad you decided to join us today. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, Greg. I hope I can do as good of a job as him, despite the fact that I don't have the golden pipes that he does. (laughs) Well, I'm sure we'll, we'll do great this week. Yeah. Um, So one of the most basic questions people ask themselves uh, regarding retirement is simply, am I ready for it? And there are a lot of factors that go into answering this question. And we're going to address that this week. So the title of this episode is Retirement Readiness. So Greg, why is it so important to take measures to be ready for retirement? Well, having a plan is really the key. And there are several things that come into play when it comes to creating a plan and being ready uh, to retire. And some of them include, obviously, what age do you want to retire? Uh, When should you claim your Social Security benefit? How you plan on creating income throughout retirement? And how you plan really to spend your your time in retirement? What are you going to do to fill that time gap? And also, what type of legacy uh, do you want to leave behind? Uh, These are just a few of the items um, to help you become retirement ready. Okay, so to start off these uh, factors, um, how do you help your clients determine at what age they want to retire? Well, there really is no right answer. I mean, your, your retirement age is gonna really depend on your specific situation. Um, but there are factors that you can take into consideration that can help you determine what would be the best age for you. So what are some of the factors that you suggest people take into consideration when they are deciding what age they, sh- they wanna retire at? Well, since there are no set of rules as to when you should retire, there are indicators to help guide you as to when the best time would be um, for you to take your retirement. For instance, uh, age 59 and a half, that's what the IRS uh, deems as qualified retirement age. And that's when you can begin withdrawing from qualified retirement savings, such as your traditional IRAs, your Roths, your 401ks, without having any additional tax penalty. Um, Under current social security regulations too, which can be found um, at ssa.gov, Uh, Age 62 is when you're first eligible to collect. Uh, Medicare is another factor. That's another bend point. That's at 65. Um, Full retirement age for Social Security is between 66 and 67, depending on your year of birth. And of course, 70 is the age when you have to begin collecting Social Security. So even though this doesn't really give you an exact time of when to retire, it does provide you with a guide as to what becomes available to you and where some gaps might lie and depending on what your age is. All right. So let's jump into this social security stuff a little bit. So at what age can someone begin to claim their social security benefit? 
Um, so as mentioned, the earliest you can take it is 62. Um, however, if you do take it early, and that is before your full retirement age, um, known as FRA, your benefit will be permanently reduced. Um, at age 62, for example, your benefit would be only about 75% of what's called your primary insurance amount, um, also referred to as PIA. And then depending on your lifespan, if you choose to take Social Security right away at 62, it could reduce significantly uh, the amount of your Social Security benefit that you're going to receive over your lifetime. And it, it's also important to note that between the ages of 62 and 70, your early option and your latest option, there are 96 different months in there you can file. And each month would result in a different amount on your Social Security check. So there's a lot to plan for you know, just as a single person, it gets even more complicated if you're married. Exactly. Yeah. We have to think of uh, joint lifetime benefits instead of just your break-even situation. Right. So what are some of the ways you help people determine what the best time it is for them to claim their social security benefits? Well, as I stated earlier, it really depends on each person's specific situation on when the best time would be to file social security. Uh, but I like to ask my clients a couple questions that can help us gauge that. And that would be, do they need the money? You know, is there is there a pension that's going to be kicking in or is that going to be a significant amount of their retirement income? If they need the income to cover expenses, then the decision may be made just on that alone. However, if they don't need the money right away, it might make sense to delay receiving the benefits and let that, those delayed retirement credits kick in and let your benefit continue to an increase. And then I always ask them somewhat of a uncomfortable question and that's, you know, life expectancy because really that's the variable. You know, if we if we take our social security early, we're going to get less money but we're going to receive more checks and if we take it late, we're going to get bigger checks but we're going to receive less of them. So that really is the variable in there. And so if you're in poor health, you know, it might make sense to take it early rather than later. On the other side, if you're in good health and you have a history of longevity in the family, it probably makes sense to wait longer um, to trigger that benefit. So because Social Security is kind of complicated and everyone's situation is different, it's probably best that they meet with a financial planner or someone such as yourself. So how would someone get a hold of you if they wanted more information on Social Security or if they wanted you to look into their uh, into their financial situation? Yeah, um, that's one of the things that I do for my clients is run a Social Security Max report. And just as you mentioned, you know, the the couples, that's a, that's a good point. You know, it's not how long you're going to be receiving the benefit, but how long the last surviving spouse is going to be receiving it. Um, if any of our listeners would like some more information or some guidance on their Social Security, feel free to contact us um, at my office. The number is 791-2924. You can also find some great information on my website. Uh, at therogroup.org. And if you're not following us on Facebook, um, I'd be very grateful if you followed us on Facebook. We post a lot of good stuff on there. And Greg, you had mentioned you had a seminar coming up. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Um, by popular demand, we're going back to the Kaimuki Public Library. So this is a retirement planning workshop. Um, we mentioned the last one we did. Um, we hosted one for federal employees. So this one is open for all. Um, so we're going to cover a lot of stuff, risk analysis, social security, uh, income planning, legacy planning, all that good stuff. Um, there are still seats available. So if you'd like to register, you can go to our website. Again, that's the 
www.rogroup.org and you can click the events link in the upper right. Our workshops are going to be Friday night, March 8th at 6 p.m. and Saturday morning, uh, the 9th at 9 a.m. So both workshops are the same. So you choose which one is more convenient for you to come. And we welcome to come on down. We'd love to meet you. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a great event for people to learn a little bit more about who you are, what you do and what you can do to help them. So today we're talking about retirement readiness and we've been covering topics such as social security and covering expenses in retirement. So Greg, if social security doesn't cover all of someone's expenses in retirement, what are there other ways are there for them to find income? Well, when a retiree finds a gap uh, in their income needs, um, what I call the income gap, there are several ways that, that they could fill it. Um, to start, it's definitely beneficial for you to determine how much money you're gonna need in retirement. And knowing exactly how much you need, again, is different for everyone. Um, on the mainland, there's a general rule of thumb that a retiree will require 70 to 80% of their pre-retirement income to maintain their current lifestyle. Um, but again, that's that's really a variable. Some people plan on doing more in retirement, You know, especially here in Hawaii, people like to travel and any travel here starts with a plane ticket. Um, so you might need a little bit more than that 70 to 80% rule. Um, but again, once you determine what that number is, the next step is to find investment strategies and options and tools that are going to help you meet those income goals. And then you're going to need to decide obviously when you need the money. Um, so to determine your, your age and when you're going to retire um, will help you determine what the best vehicles to use to fill those gaps would be. Uh, if you need lifetime income, for example, it's encouraged to use a tool that will help you do that so that you don't run out of money. So Greg, once someone has figured out kind of a, a general idea of how much money they're going to need in retirement, so that 70 or 80% or possibly, you know, if they're living in Hawaii, it's going to be maybe a little bit more because of the factors you mentioned, cost of living is higher and all of that. Uh, what would be the next step for them to take? Well, the key step here is matching your income need with the correct investment strategies. Uh, so when you take into account healthcare costs, um, you know, emergency funds, um, plans for traveling and other expenses into account, you can really give yourself a, a calculator workout. <laughs> I mean, you want to maximize retirement benefits to meet your needs and your goals. So again, it really comes down to the individual. So I feel that the best approach is usually crafting a solid income plan and then having a financial service professional help work with you to allocate your assets to match your specific retirement and investment objectives. So with that solid income plan, like you mentioned, how do you help your clients look into that and how they create that retirement income? Well, the, the old way of doing it, um, which I reference in my book, is the rule of 100. And that's kind of a simplistic rule. You take the number 100, you subtract your age, and that's basically approximately the amount of money that you should have at risk and at any moment, meaning things like equities that move up and down. Um, so for example, if you're 60 years old, 100 minus 60 is 40. So you should have around 40% in equities um, or what I call red money. That's money at risk. Um, now the rule of 100 is kind of a, a snapshot and not every 60 year old has the same risk profile. Uh, for example, a six year old that is retired with a nice pension has a different risk profile than a 60 year old who is still working and will retire with no pension. Um, so I take it a step further in what I call the color of money risk analysis. 
Uh, so this is 11 questions that take into account not just the time frame, but your attitudes towards investing, your goals, uh, and your general risk preferences. Uh, after completing the color money risk analysis, my clients are assigned a score, and that gives us a guide to how their assets should be organized into the red money and how much in, in green money. Oh, I like that, red and green money. I'm a visual person, so if you can make things easier for me to understand, that's nice. So why don't you explain to us a little bit about red and green money? Sure. Yeah. So the, the color money report provides two ways to determine one's level of risk, green money and red money. So first, the green money, this offers principal protection. Um, it may offer different risks other than market risk, but it's basically the I know so money. It's the safe guarantee money where the red money is money that goes up and down in value. So it typically is subject to to risk. So if someone wanted to get that camera run for them, where would they go? There's a link uh, on my website. So if you go to therogroup.org and then you click in the upper right corner, there's a get my score link. So that'll take you to those 11 questions. Not only will it give you an idea of your asset allocation model, but it'll also identify what type of investor you are, whether you're a conservative, conservative growth, balanced, moderate growth, or a growth investor. And it always never surprises me. Um, people always find themselves surprised, like they'll consider themselves a conservative investor. And then after going through the risk analysis, they're actually more quite balanced. Um, so it's really an eye-opening kind of experience. And that's really the first place to start um, when trying to determine how to allocate your assets. Right. And that's good because like you said, people would be taken by surprise basically of where they are, whether they're, they might think they're safer than they are, but they end up having a lot more percentage of their money locked up in risky investments or things like that. Yes, the, the key is making sure that your portfolio matches you um, as the investor and the color money um, helps you do that. Right. So, Greg, what's next on the, uh, the docket for today's show? Well, we talked about um, when to retire, when to claim Social Security, uh, the importance of risk analysis and the color money. So this last portion, I want to address the importance of creating a, a lifestyle plan and a legacy plan. So a lifestyle plan, seems like a lifestyle planning would be a pretty easy topic to discuss, especially with the uh, the nice lifestyle you got going on there in Hawaii. You got beaches and, and nice weather most of the time, some of the time. But um, why is it important to have a lifestyle plan? Well, the lifestyle plan, you know, when you're, when you're planning on how you're going to live your retirement, people usually focus more heavily on where their income is going to come from. And they really fail to decide on how they want to, to live out the retirement. Um, so that's a really important, and we've talked about it before on the show, is, is having a, not just a financial plan, uh, but having a fun plan, you know, knowing exactly what you're going to do, um, you know, in retirement. So, Greg, what are some ways that someone can begin planning for their retirement living after they have planned their retirement income? Well, in addition to planning on how much money you're going to need, there's also, there's lots of options really to choose from when planning on what you want to do. So for instance, there's multiple ways to keep you motivated when your working days are over, um, such as exercising. Um, exercising has proven not only to be a physical release, but also a mental one. Um, a lot of my clients like to volunteer. Uh, so volunteering can connect you to community, give you a sense of purpose, and most importantly, make an impact in someone else's life. And getting involved in your community is really a wonderful way to interact with people, give back, make new friends. Um, another one would be a lot of people consider working again. Um, working may be the last thing on your mind, but 
you could work somewhere you've always wanted to work but never really could afford to. Um, I have a client that works um, part-time in a movie theater. I always wanted to do that, so that's what she does to kind of help some time. Um, after that, you, know, you can also learn a new trade, language, um, or project. Keeping your mind sharp is really is really the key. It's important to, to keep your mind stimulated in retirement. Also very important to maintain your health, obviously. Uh, stay active, healthy diet, maintaining a healthy weight. So as I mentioned, many people don't really plan how to spend their retirement when the time comes. So it's important to weigh out all your options ahead of time and make it part of your plan. Right. And I'm sure you've noticed this before, but um, what I've heard, and I don't really have a better way to say this, but the biggest killer in retirement is like a sedentary lifestyle where you go from working, you know, five days a week, 40 hours a week to all of a sudden you have seven days of free time. And if you don't fill it up, then that can have a adverse effect on you. Yeah. And, um, you know, what just reminded me of something too, is like a lot of times I've, I've visited with, with older clients, you know, ones that are in their eighties. Um, yeah. and some of them, you know, the ones that look like they're 60, you know, it's amazing. And I always ask, you know, what's your secret? And they all basically say the same thing, you know, it's use it or lose it. Yeah. You got to stay active. You got to be healthy. You got to be stimulated. You got to use your mind. Um, so it's important that you're, you're trending in a healthy direction in retirement. Right. So speaking of trends, uh, Greg, what are some retirement living trends? Oh, good question. Nice segue there, Mitch. <laughs> um, I have this article, 2015, um, from the National Institute on Aging. So this is a report, um, and it says that most people are actually ready to retire uh, in their early to mid-60s. Um, but these trends are changing. So retirees are actually showing increasing interest in part-time opportunities and other activities to to stay productive and active with age. For instance, retirees are making retirement jobs a significant part of their their retirement years. Um, Part-time employment um, comes in a lot. It's actually a big portion uh, for people 70 and older. And there's lots of different part-time options you could consider um, in retirement. So like, for example, um, one option would be maybe freelance consultation. Another would be maybe research for business or the university. Um, so they can, you can help them uh, in their studies and data to complete projects they need to complete. Um, other options might include, you know, customer service, um, golf courses. I mentioned uh, my client likes to work in the movie theater, uh, museums, tutoring. I mean, there's a lot of different options out there. And growing older is inevitable, but how you plan to spend that time growing older is really up to you. And it's good to be ready with some options to fill that time and help you really continue to feel fulfilled uh, in retirement. Right. It gives you a purpose. And I think we're living in one of the, you know, the golden age of information where, you know, anything you could possibly want to know in the world basically can be found on YouTube. So you can teach yourself Mm -hmm skills and things like that, that you wouldn't have normally been able to get into. Like, you know, if you wanted to get into woodworking, you can watch all of the videos on YouTube and then go to, you know, a store, buy a table saw and some things like that. And you can start building furniture, whether it's just for yourself or if you want to sell it on the side or something like that. But it's another thing to help keep you occupied in your retirement with all your free time. That's really a good point. And, um, 
you reminded me of something too, is you can make a little extra money with that. And I mentioned this in our, our last workshop is I have a client um, that has a flower business. So when he's retired and he's actually over 70 and he just, you know, produces flowers in, in his backyard and sells them. And as a result, he's got a little bit of earned income. So he's taking out his required minimum distributions from his IRA and because he has earned income, he pays taxes on that money, but then he immediately puts it into his Roth. So that's what he's using his RMDs for is to contribute to to his Roth. So you have to have earn, earned income to be able to do that. So that's another nice, that's a really good point. Right. That's, that's, that's fun. He still has something to do, you know, that far along in life. Mm-hmm. So Greg, last on our list that you gave us, uh, we're talking about legacy plans. Why is it important to have a legacy plan? Well, to start, legacy planning is a comprehensive assessment of your values, your financial goals, and to really ensure that your wealth is preserved, uh, transferred how you want it to be transferred, and realized by future generations. And so your plan really reflects your lifetime uh, and your lifetime of effort, and it provides knowledge and that it that the wealth will be passed to your children and grandchildren. Uh, there are many reasons and benefits as to, as to why you want to have a legacy. Um, if you don't plan your legacy, somebody else will. And that someone is going to be a combination of the IRS, uh, other government entities, especially lawyers, your executors, uh, courts, it'll be up to a judge, uh, accountants, other financial professionals. You want to make sure that someone who has your best interests and the best interests of your beneficiaries in mind. They're the ones that are planning your legacy. And that person really is, is you. So you have their best interests in mind. You should be planning your legacy, not leaving it up to someone else. Um, the distribution of your assets, whether, you know, in the form of real estate, uh, stocks, IRAs, 401ks, or other liquid assets can really get complicated and it can be a, an overwhelming undertaking for your beneficiaries. If you don't have clear instructions on how you want it handled, you know, it can really be a mess and it can actually cost your family, not only time, uh, but money with lack of a clear plan. So planning your legacy will help ensure that your assets are transferred with little delay, little confusion, and hopefully less taxes. And so bottom line, instead of leaving decisions, on how your wealth is going to be distributed. You make the decision, you make the plan, and that way everything goes clearly how you desire it. Yeah, I think that's important. As someone who's, you know, I I like to have an independent lifestyle. I don't like people telling me how I'm supposed to do things. So having a a clear plan pointed out ahead of time that says this is where these assets are going, this is what I want this to go to, I think that sounds really important. Yeah, and it's something people don't usually like to think a lot about, um, but it's easy to procrastinate too, but it really needs to get done. So legacy plan is definitely something um, you want to consider. So Greg, if someone wants to get more information about a legacy plan, if they wanted to contact you and see what you can do for them, where can they go to get your help? Feel free to give our office a call at 791-2924. You can ask for a no cost, no obligation consultation with me. 
Um, also, in our upcoming workshop, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about legacy also. So if you'd like to come down, meet me. Um, again, this is no cost, no obligation. It's a free workshop on retirement planning. Um, it is being held at the Kaimuki Public Library, and that is Friday, March 8th at 6 p.m., and another one the following morning, Saturday the 9th at 9 a.m. If you'd like to register for either of those workshops, go to my website, therogroup.org, click Events, type in your registration, and we'll look forward to meeting you. All right, listeners, while this concludes our time for today's Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group and me, your co-host, your fill-in co-host for Tony Shore, my name is Mitch Heil. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.